South Boston, it's Celtics Express, where we bring you the latest in the quest for Banner 18. It's the Prince of the Parquet, the Captain of Causeway, the Governor of Green. Oh, wait, really? He quit? Okay, then. Here's your host, Jay Corwin. Welcome into Celtics Express. I'm your host as we travel deep into the NBA vortex. Jay Corwin, find us on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, otgbasketball.com. They take good care of us. And at Celtics Express on Twitter, everywhere fine podcasts are consumed. We strive to fill your brain with everything your Celtics heart desires. We also track major stories from across the league, all in under 20 minutes, several mornings a week. Our producer is Teddy Too Hot. This episode, just like that new itch cream your doctor prescribed this week, topical, relevant through the weekend. And hey, no copay. We're joined shortly by 98.5, the sports hub in Boston, Celtics studio host Sean Silver. He'll put a bow on Thursday night's three-point party at the Garden against the Bucks. We'll look ahead to the Celtics' season-long five-game, nine-day road trip as well, starting Saturday night in the Heartland. If you're new to the show, welcome aboard for our legions of fans. Thanks for the time. We love you. We set the scene at an electric TD Garden as the Celtics hand-deliver the Bucks their first loss of the season. 117-113, the final courtesy of a historic three-point barrage from the green. There was a championship vibe on Causeway Street as Red Sox manager Alex Cora and his squad paraded the World Series championship trophy on the center court in the first quarter. No beers thrown at Mr. Cora nor his family this evening. To put a stamp on the title, fans did break out a customary derogatory Yankees chant, of course. With title thoughts in the air, the Green splashed 24 shots from deep, just one short of an NBA record, 24 of 55 in all. For our MIT listeners, that is 43-plus percent. The Bucks led the league themselves this season with three-point attempts coming in. They're on pace to break a league record. They were just 9 of 29 from deep. Also among the tops in rebounding in the NBA, they took that number 45-42. Kyrie Irving says the heavyweight battle about as good as it gets during the early regular season. It's high intense, uh, you know, perfect for the beginning of the season, a great test. You know, obviously they've been playing extremely well. Um, Giannis is unbelievable as usual. I feel like we did a great job of of, uh, playing great team defense. The Celtics first in the league in team defense as far as points per game allowed right now. The Bucks came into last night with the second-best defense, also the sixth-best offense in the league. No joke there. Irving paced the seas with a team-high 28 points, including six from deep. Out of 55 threes, a uh, few of them were long rebounds, so they got out in transition. Our, you know, we weren't balanced. Um, but other than that, I feel like we did a good job. I think the score is a lot closer than what the game actually was. Irving, Uncle Al Horford, and Marcus Morris combined for 15 trays. Morris, the leader off that bench with attitude, continues his key consistency. We was all shooting really well. Um, you know, ball moving was a lot better. Um, you know, we just knocking it down and you know, guys got hot. You know, eventually, you know, we've missed a little bit. Eventually, I knew that we would, you know, start making shots. 12 points on the night for Jason Tatum. Some solid shots late in this one. semi Ojale with the start. And for Jalen Brown, he's dealing with an injured foot. Meanwhile, a guy with the most famous foot in Boston, Gordon Hayward, scored a season-high 18 points, and he did come down awkward on his foot in the second quarter. I feel it right now. It's definitely a little bit sore. Those are things i got to get through. I mean, I have to have – got to be knocked down. I have to, you know, land on that one foot a little awkwardly just so I, you know, mentally and – Uh, Mentally, I know I can do it, but also physically, too, I can hold and be strong. Head coach Brad Stevens says things look to be coming together a bit for this talented squad after that slow start. Obviously, since the second half of the um, OKC game, we've played pretty good offensively. We've gotten good shots. We've generated good ones. Tonight, we didn't settle um, uh, as much. We still have some possessions we'd like to have back, but, um, you know, I thought that we 
you know, we took what the defense gave us. We got to the second side of the floor, and we, you know, found open shooters. For the Bucs, Giannis Antetokounmpo back in the lineup. He missed a game due to the NBA's concussion protocol. He had 33 points, 11 boards. His scoring efficiency down a bit this season. He continues to make massive strides, both literally and figuratively. He's averaging 25 points, more than five assists per game. Fourth in the NBA in rebounds per game. Third in contested rebounds per night. He's also shooting 51% from the floor with a career-high usage rate. With that, we bring in 98.5, the Sports Hub Celtic studio host, Sean Silver. The intensity palpable at the Garden last night, Sean. Yeah, and for all the people that say the uh, you know the NBA regular season is meaningless, you know, <laughs> take a take a look at a game like this. Take a look at the the stakes coming in with you know the relationship between these two teams and the fact that they played a seven game series uh, last spring. Obviously, the rosters way different for the Celtics uh, with two of their best players out, and the Bucks even a bit retooled this year as well uh, and then you just look at you know the the expectations for both teams i think a lot of people were thinking milwaukee would vault into the front half of the eastern conference uh, they've done all that and more under the new coach mike budenholzer not only executing a different game plan offensively and one that's been very efficient but also bringing the defense this year so for the celtics uh, you know that's that's the kind of thing you want to you want to keep a team like that down you know that's nipping at your heels i mean there was a a time where the Celtics were in the Bucks' position not that many years ago, mm. where they were an ascendant team in the Eastern Conference. So for Boston, the established favorite in the East, uh, winning that game last night was big. Yeah, Mike Budenholzer, the head coach, sure glad to be out of Atlanta, now doing uh, big things in Wisconsin. And for Milwaukee, uh, one of the things coming in, uh, Sean, that I really wanted to keep an eye on was that they're kind of like a watered-down version of the Warriors. Clearly not as good, but they do have a pretty impressive lineup. What they do is shoot a ton of threes. They're on pace to shatter the NBA record for three-point attempts this season, which was pretty surprising to me when I saw that stat from the Bucks. So for me, this was a big-time matchup just as far as to see how the C's kind of in this current uh, dichotomy are matching up against the team like that. Yeah, and the Bucks, the Bucks have completely transformed from what they were under Jason Kidd and, and Joe Prunty in terms of their, you know, it's it's just a hailstorm of threes, and and the, the <laughs> philosophy is completely different. I think a lot of a lot of pundits said that you know the Bucks really just weren't getting the most out of their personnel, but the question was, well, where are the threes going to come from? Well, there's some guys who've just, you know, it kind of seems like every off season uh, somebody goes back to the gym and makes it a part of their repertoire, and then they add a big man like Brooke Lopez who can step outside as well. But for the Celtics, you know, last night, even though it wasn't pretty early on, and I got pretty grumpy watching <laughs> my television set, just, you know, I mean, efficient basketball isn't always beautiful basketball. In fact, in a lot of cases, it's not. And when you're just clanging threes because it's, Maybe the the right shot and and not necessarily a good shot, um, you know that can get that can get pretty annoying. But uh, the Celtics really you know tied things together. They took advantage uh, of some holes in Milwaukee's defense and the fact that Brook Lopez, you know, though he contributes offensively the way he does, is still a bit of a uh, uh, I, I guess a defensive what would be the right word. He's a he's a defensive minus I think overall. Um, so, you know, the Celts, they got it together on their end. Milwaukee, though they kept up with them, uh, and it got a little hairy there at the end, 
uh, Boston proving that they're superior in their execution at this point in the season, at least. Yeah, it certainly did get pretty hairy at the end. I was thinking, like, can they possibly lose this game? What would that do for morale? So, yeah, a big-time win for sure. Championship pedigree at the Garden with the Red Sox in the building. Uh, the Seas surely wanted to impress there. So we put the Bucks behind us. No more undefeated teams in the league. That's certainly going to be interesting. We'll see if those two teams match up in the playoffs. Moving forward, Saturday night, the Celtics hit the longest road trip of the season. Uh, five games in nine nights. The Pacers on Saturday night, who are another dangerous team trying to get up in the top tier of that Eastern Conference, Sean. Victor Oladipo with a career-high 22 points a game this season, north of 40% from three. They're looking pretty solid. And, of course, Sabonis as well, making that Paul George trade look pretty sweet. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely gone Indiana's way, I think, more than they ever expected. The thing for Indiana is they need to break out of that middle class and into the top, and you kind of wonder with the way their salaries are structured, you know, how they're going to be able to do that. They gave the Celtics a hard time last year in their matchups. I think they were 2-2, two and two, mm, yep. um, and, you know, closely contested games, kind of like the game we saw last night, kind of like the game we saw against the Pistons the other night. I mean, you know, the Celtics are still the Celtics, and they're going to really make you sweat for it if you're a fan some nights and, you know, maybe give themselves a little more of a task uh, than, than they, they may have to on paper going in. But that's just kind of the game that they play. I mean, unless the Celtics are clicking offensively on all cylinders, they're not really going to blow away a team. I mean, they, they leave openings. They, they leave the ability for the opposing team to go on runs. And, yeah, the NBA is, is what it is in that respect. But uh, for the Celtics, it just kind of seems like they're in a lot of close games against teams that they're outright better than. So, you know, Indiana on the road, that's that's not a, a nice situation. That This is not a game where you say, oh, you know, they're playing the Knicks or they're playing whomever uh, where they're head and shoulders above that team. Indiana's going to give them a hard run. And, uh, you know, that, that franchise just continues to morph into a different product around Oladipo, who's one of the more exciting young stars in the league. Absolutely. Gordon Hayward, Brad Stevens, they head home. Should be a great matchup in the heartland this weekend. The Tua Tungavaloa of the Father of the Year running right now, Sean Silver, he's in the front seat. I I think I'm up there, but you might be just in front of me for taking some time. We appreciate it. Sean Silver from 98.5 The Sports Hub. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you soon. I'm going to go give him a hug. Hope you have a good weekend yourself. That's Sean Silver at the Silver Fox on Twitter, a great follow. We don't usually do awe moments on this show, but that will certainly qualify. As the season mark on that season-long trip that lasts through next weekend, Game 1 in Indiana tomorrow night, 7 o'clock tip on the NBA Network, of course, NBC Sports Boston as well. Then it's Jokic and the upstart Nuggets Monday, followed by the Suns, Jazz, and Trailblazers. Other NBA notes, the downward spiral in Cleveland continues as guard J.R. Smith is making it known he wants to be traded. Are you hoping for a trade? Honestly. Have you expressed that to them? They know. How did they know? I mean, they don't want me to so they obviously know. The Cavs are rebuilding following the departure of LeBron James. Smith telling a reporter Thursday they've made it clear he's not in their future plans. The team fired head coach Tyron Lue earlier this week and all-star forward Kevin Love. He's out indefinitely with a toe injury. Now there's a chance Smith could be fined for that public trade request. It's not allowed under the collective bargaining agreement. Two years left on his four-year $57 million deal. And check out this piece of history. It was November 2nd back in 1946 when Chuck Connors of the Boston Celtics became the first NBA player to shatter a backboard during a game. 
Connors later went on to become television's The Rifleman. That was well before Chuck Person, of course. So we wrap another episode of your favorite podcast. Remember to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, otgbasketball.com. A great family of content there. Check them out every day at Celtics Express on the Twitter machine. We thank our producer, Teddy Tuhat, our guest today, Sean Silver, our legions of fans, and, of course, Dr. James Naismith. Until next time, I'm your host, Jay Corwin. Stay dry out there. We'll see you at the Garden.